0: Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And
1: I'm Holly Constant, the Leslie. We love Parks
0: and Rec. We love behind the scenes.
1: And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your Park Pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Welcome everyone.
0: Welcome to Park Pals.
1: Hello. We are here for Sister City. We have so much. Much to talk about. It is insane.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a big one. Lots of uh, guest stars.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, big guest stars. Um, mm-hmm. I will start with my recap really quickly. So last week we talked about how the Dred Scott Museum in St. Louis was uh, in like across from the arch, and it's similar to some of the images that are shown in Parks and Rec with like the disturbing murals and stuff. Unfortunately, it is closed right now for renovation. So we tried to go, um, but we couldn't go. But you know what? The renovation part is really exciting. They're doing like a lot of logistical stuff, like uh, new AC, new heating, I think like elevators and all that stuff. Um, But Brooklyn and I were talking, and we think it might also be to update some of those. I was going to ask. (laughs)
0: Are they going to fix the the um, controversial murals?
1: <laughs> That's what she was thinking it might be, honestly, because, you know, they are really outdated. And, you know, we went to the arch and I got to say, uh, the arch is really cool. I never realized how like big it is. I just didn't think of it as something that, you know, an actual pod can go up into mm-hmm. the inside of the arch. And then like, you can walk around up there. It just looks so skinny from far away. But, um, but anyway, so the bottom of the arch now has this like really updated uh, museum. And it's like, you know, they actually touch a lot more on, you know, Native Americans and the trade routes and all that stuff. And it's a little bit more respectful, I feel. And it's like very, you know, I just feel like it's kind of updated is really all. So I think that they are um, putting a lot of money to do that at the Dred Scott Museum as well. So (laughs) hopefully it won't be as bad. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then the next thing is that... So last episode, we had talked about um, Jay Jackson, a.k.a. Perd, and uh, that he, every episode that he... Or every show he's been in, he has been playing a reporter. And so I was doing some more research on him, and um, apparently he was he ran a school, or maybe he still runs a school now, but he helps aspiring reporters make reels, like demo reels, to be a reporter uh, wow. on local stations and stuff. And so one of his students actually got got cast in a TV show from a self-tape they sent in, and the manager called him in, too. Um, so that's kind of how, that was his, like, calling card, and I think his first thing was on Dexter, and uh, I was reading an interview that I thought was really interesting to pass on, that he said, uh, he you know, he's still trying to pursue acting, and he really loved working with Amy Poehler, and he said that all his training... Uh, like, comedically on the show was from watching Amy Poehler and, you know, from interacting with her. Because, you know, you think about it, he does have a lot of scenes with her when she goes on his show. Um, So, you know, he learned a lot of his improv skills from watching her. And I thought that was really cute to to hear, you know,
0: that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the very last thing is okay, so I've been saying um, ice molillion for the uh, water, but I looked at the spelling because I tried to post, or I did post a picture on our stories about mm-hmm. like comparing uh, ice mountain and ice molillion. And for the life of me, I could not find ice molillion. Uh, there is an extra I that I've been putting there. It's actually ice molillion is how it should be said. So oh, okay. I know that no one probably cares about that deep cut, <laughs> but um I just felt like I needed to tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, just clarify. <laughs>
1: exactly. Okay, awesome. Okay, so we are now on Sister City. This is an awesome cast slash crew team. Amazing. This was written mm-hmm. by Alan Yang, who we have seen a lot from already. Friendly reminder, he is the bass player in Andy's band, so keep in mind when you see that. Also, he co-created Master of None with the Aziz, a.k.a. Tom, so just a friendly reminder on that. Uh, and then it was directed by Mike Schur, which I really don't think we need to recap him, but nope. <laughs> also <laughs> a friendly, obvious reminder that he is the creator. Of Parks and Rec with Greg Daniels As well as The Good Place uh, and The Office and SNL And all that stuff um, So they wrote This was a little bit of a recap They In the commentary, side note They have commentary on this Yay, we're so excited it is, Oh my gosh, I will sprinkle the things in uh, The people that were on the commentary Were Mike Schur, Alan Yang, Amy Poehler And Fred Armisen
0: <gasps> Yes Oh, SNL reunion
1: dream team yes totally so uh they sang theme uh theme song lyrics as they were doing the commentary so i i recorded it and i just need to show this to you um, yes really fast uh okay hold please (laughs) i thought that you guys were gonna play this music every time i showed up oh you we wrote lyrics to this remember (laughs) Going to go into the store and go to the tracks and go look at the to store the store and then run the the and then you there. go and you wear a hat, hat and then you run and, and you run and run and run and then you're calm, 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 pre- you are come. Bikes and horses season, <laughs> and swings. Oh, God, what still... How fun! It really makes no sense at all. No. Did we expect it to? Swings, right? It reminds me of the, what is it, Garth and Gale yes. uh, that Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen do yeah. on SNL. It's so funny. Oh, good Lord.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen that, look it up. It's pretty funny. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, so that I had to play that for you guys. But also, um, this was story edited by Harris Whittles, so pour one out for him. We talked about him last week. Um, but yeah, so that is the team behind this episode, and um, I'm ready for a summary when you are.
0: Okay. Here we go. Summary for Sister City. The Pawnee's parks department has visitors from their sister city of Baracua, Venezuela. Leslie preps the team for their visitors to be poor and out of touch, when in reality they're extremely unimpressed with Pawnee. On the side, April and Donna get hit on, and Tom makes a nice side profit.
1: Ooh, side profit. Yes, Tom is hilarious in this. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like there's not a lot happening, right? Like, the main storyline is these... Uh, ambassadors coming and mm-hmm. that's kind of the focus of everything. We have another episode here where Andy is not here.
1: Right. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, it could be cuz this is the second one in a row. So, I'm wondering mm-hmm. he could again, he could be off doing something or right. again, he might just not have fit. Yeah. So. Yeah, not sure, not sure. Um,
1: I have something too really fast. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. go ahead. You go first.
0: I was just going to say that I looked it up and Baracqua Venezuela does not exist.
1: Oh, my God. I was going to say the exact same thing. Okay. So, I have <laughs> – that is literally what I was going to say. So, um, I have, like, this new, um, I guess, segment that I'm calling Constant Knowledge. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, I love it. Use because that last there- name, girl.
1: <laughs> because there are a few things that I wanted to say up front before we start reviewing, and that was one of them. That- oh, beautiful. Okay. I looked up the that city and, okay, it's very strange. So Baragua is the sister city and it's in Venezuela in the show, right? So mm-hmm. I was confused because there is a Baragua with not a Q, but a G, mm-hmm. B-A-R-A-G-U-A spelled differently in Cuba. And then there's a city named Venezuela in Cuba. So I was like... Wait a second. Mm. Where is this? Are they based off like a real thing? So, but no. Um, I was like, that's not in Cuba that they're talking about. So, uh, yes, Baragua is made up. So, I do wonder if they got that name Baragua from the Baragua in Cuba. I don't could know be. because Baragua, the real city, is um like thirty minutes from the city of Venezuela in Cuba. <laughs> Interesting. So, <laughs> I don't know. That could all just be like a vast uh coincidence, but. Anyway, so yes, that does not exist. Thank you for pointing that out.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like, the reason it made me think about that was, uh, first of all, I would never heard of Baracqua, Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, Pawnee is a fake city. I wonder if they they made a fake city for the sister city. And then also, I mean, we'll get into it, but this this episode kind of touches on some stereotypes and, and whatnot. And I'm wondering if they just didn't want to bring too much attention to one city and make it like Mm -hmm. you know and make it awkward i'm wondering if they're like we'll make it a its own thing
1: Right, perhaps, perhaps for sure. Um, it was funny because one of my second thing, uh, in this segment is that Mike Sure said that Fred Armisen and him were texting, and as they were writing this show, the script for this show, Fred Armisen texted Mike and said, "Hey, you should do something about Sister Cities." And apparently, it was like super kismet that they had a simultaneous idea, and he thought it was like a weird idea. (laughs) Says Fred. Uh, Fred joked a lot in this, so it was hard to tell what he was joking about or serious about, but Mm. it was serious. Um that they did uh that they did text each other at the same time but apparently they said that in like middle school or high school that they wrote letters to people in their sister cities like in and I never did that did you ever do that no yeah nope. i didn't either um because that led me to my next thing where uh I looked up if this is real, and this is very real. This is a real thing. Many cities have sister cities. Uh, in fact, most cities have at least three or four of them, if not more. And I looked up Nashville's. Nashville sister, sister cities, if anyone is interested. Um, I'll just read off a few. There's, not, there's a lot, actually. But um, Belfast, North Ireland. Hmm. Cannes, France, which is super close to Normandy. Chengdu, China. Edmonton, Canada, which is interesting. Um, Kem- oh, gosh, I'm going to butcher this. Kamakura, Japan? I don't know. Sorry. Kamakura Uh, is how I would
0: think it would be pronounced from the language. Yeah.
1: That's what I was thinking too. But there's no like U after the K. So... I don't know, whatever. Oh, I'm sure that that's probably correct, what you said. But anyway, uh, Tamworth, uh, Australia, and Mendoza, Argentina. Uh, but anyway, so I looked up where this came from, and this is to grow education and diplomacy on how other countries live via a lot of student exchanges, but there are also adult exchanges. Like you can go to the same department or equivalent of a department in your sister city and kind of learn more about how the department is run and create a sense of diplomacy. Um there are some exchanges that say all professions open because I was looking at um, – there are websites you can go to. I think it's sistercities.org, actually, if you're interested. Uh, or you could just Google sister cities and then, you know, type in your city that you're in currently. Um, and it says that, you know, there was one, I think, on mine that said, like, open to legal professions. So, like, lawyers and administrators in that profession, but some are open to all mm-hmm. Um And this was created by Eisenhower in 1956. What the heck? Did not know that was a thing. Uh, and it was all about global partnerships. So by forming these relationships, President Eisenhower reasoned that people of different cultures could celebrate and appreciate their differences and build partnerships that would lessen the chance of new conflicts. That's straight from their website. So definitely check it out. It's a really cool initiative. And it's also really cool. Um, there's a lot of like students uh, that are involved and uh, women partnerships. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that that would be really cool for everyone to look at and see you know if that's an option for you obviously COVID had uh you know uh put a damper on a lot of things that mm-hmm. people could do with sister cities but they do have some virtual events as well so um it's really cool I thought that was really interesting
0: that's awesome yeah I didn't know the extent of the history behind it
1: mm-hmm. but um uh, but yeah so that's my the end of my constant knowledge segment so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it
1: but now we are in the show
0: yeah. We are we are here and we are with Leslie preparing her team. Yes. for the ambassadors <laughs> to show up. And this just I don't know, because there's part of me that's like, yes, I feel like we need to be culturally aware and knowledgeable about where what other countries are like. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of to prepare ourselves to be respectful and um but kind of just the way it, it comes across right is like these people aren't gonna have the stuff we have and right you know so I don't know it just I like that it comes around where it's like that's not really the case with these guys Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of headbutt in this episode I think
1: yeah yeah I think it's just truly, um, going back to Leslie's naivety, uh, mm-hmm. that she doesn't really know what goes on maybe anywhere else. She has these like weird expectations of other countries and other places. And it also shows how highly she thinks of her own parks department too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's very fascinating to see that dynamic.
0: Oh yeah. I have, a um, I've always had a little bit of a situation with this episode, like internally, mm-hmm. Um, I love it because Fred Armisen's here. Right. And it's just yeah. it's it's really I love him and I've loved him since he was on SNL and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I have this. I don't know if it's be- from the time that I lived overseas, but I have this issue with people who like are like America's the best country ever and there's mm-hmm. nothing that can even touch it. I was like, well, yeah, there are there are other countries that are also <laughs> really awesome. So like, right. you know, like Daniel Tosh has this this segment um in one of his stand-ups where he's like, you know, maybe people wouldn't hate us so much if we yelled the USA is top 10 instead of number 1, <laughs> you know? Oh, like, that's a good line. Like it's accurate and nobody can be mad about it cuz we probably are top 10, but like stop mm-hmm. saying we're the best, you know. Um Right. And I I but then on the other hand, I also have moments in this episode where you know, the, the Venezuelans are coming against Pawnee and coming against the United States, and my pride comes out like, hey, mm. that's not cool either. So I, like, I have, a, right. I have like a lot of conflict within myself in this episode for both sides yeah. of that ar- argument.
1: And I think that's their point, truly. Mm. I think that uh, it's all about kind of bringing comedy to the truth a little bit. Obviously, this heightened reality. Um, but that's where the joke comes from, too, of, like, America's the best, but also we don't have certain things (laughs) right yeah you know yeah and also we think other countries or we are very uneducated or uninformed um you know about other countries and other uh you know diplomacies or whatnot so yeah um and it also brings attention to the we have a democracy and things are not always you know as it seems you know because that's what we were built on to you know let everyone let the world um make decisions of how Mm -hmm. we want to be run, so yeah, it's it's controversy for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know that I really clocked this the first time I watched it, but Raul Fred Armisen's character is supposed to be the deputy director of Wa's Parks Department, like right. the exact equivalent of Leslie's character. I kind of just thought that they were parallel, but they are like he's exactly what Leslie's role is as well. So that's interesting,
0: right. and I like that they brought an intern to kind of show mm. that you know show that the mirror, yeah. I thought that yeah. I thought that was well done too. Um,
1: well, I did have that. I love that she wants wardrobe advice. Um, yes.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> so good.
1: Always. I did. Side note, you guys. I did message uh, both of the wardrobe designers from the show. I mess. There's two. There's one wardrobe designer or costume designer, I should say, uh, for the f- season one and two, and then there's um, the other one is from three to six or shit, seven, whatever. Seven. Yeah. And uh, so so hopefully they message me back because I'm really interested, obviously, in learning that. But I do love that Leslie just like th- wants to know how she's dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I do have um, that Fred Armisen had also played a few Venezuelan characters on SNL. He does a lot of great, uh, you know, Hispanic uh, comedy, which is hilarious. Most notably, Hugo Chavez on SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, did you know he was dating uh, Natasha Leone? Who plays a Russian doll lady and Orange is a New Black? Nope. Oh my gosh. They are the cutest little couple. You should I should follow look that both up. of them on Instagram. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know Yeah, totally that. do that. Um, they are precious. That doesn't matter. But also, <laughs> um, a little like, I guess, what's that saying? It's like when you know someone from fifth degree or something like that or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. Natasha just did Russian doll, which Amy Poehler produced. Oh yeah, the six
0: degrees of well, they call it the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but I don't think Kevin Bacon is in enough stuff now. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but my brother and I would play that game all the time. Like, right? We would just say, "All right, pick an actor, pick two actors, and let's see how many times it takes us to connect them."
1: Right, right. And then as she's saying this at 32 seconds, um, as she's like talking about her wardrobe and stuff, did you notice that Ron was staring out from his window, just like in the background, like so (laughs) stoic and like yeah like angry or something yeah so he (laughs) doesn't
0: want to be part of it really you know
1: i know and then the last thing i have before we meet everybody is that she has a new pin i'm very excited to see all of her pin choices on her lapel i just always noticed that because that was one thing she said in the commentary that she gets to choose her pins so i always notice that but uh but yeah, so now they're standing in front of City Hall. I love this shot. Do Also, did yeah. we ever talk about, I feel like we mentioned this, but I don't know that it was said. Just a friendly reminder that Pawnee City Hall is actually Pasadena City Hall in Pasadena. If you have not been there and you either live in California or have the opportunity to go there, please go see it. It's so beautiful. It's pretty. That's where they shot the exterior. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, <laughs> a couple of the times that I watched this, Ivan, my boyfriend, also was watching it with me, and just for context for everyone, he is um, me- Mexican American, and he mm-hmm. we listened to this, and he looked at me when April started talking, and he goes, "She does not speak Spanish." Like really? Yeah, he was like, "It sounds like she practiced this line over and over with a script. Like she she is not a native Spanish speaker. That is his
1: his gist from
0: hearing her." I said is it possible and he was like I mean it could be but like her accent isn't good so she didn't yeah. you know she didn't grow up speaking with people is what he he said it sounds like.
1: Okay. Cuz I think I've heard interviews where she is bilingual but yeah I don't think that she was raised there.
0: Right. Yeah, so I think or, it, yeah. she took Spanish class or something. But I don't mm-hmm. know if she grew up speaking it.
1: Okay, I'll we'll have to look that up because yeah. I always thought that she did. I thought that's what she said, but maybe yeah, we'll look ba- we'll look it up.
0: Yeah. We'll find out,
1: but it's interesting to hear from a, from a native speaker. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And he's he can typically. It's really interesting to live w- with him through life because if he hears mm-hmm. anybody speak Spanish, he can be like they're from Puerto Rico, they're from Ven-. Yeah. like he can tell within like to a sentence where they're from.
1: Yeah, so. well, yeah. I wonder if that's similar to like we can tell if someone's from Minnesota or from the South or it's probably you know very that kind similar. of thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's just interesting to me because I'm learning I'm learning Spanish and I'm like speaking Uh more with his family and whatnot. But like if anybody started talking to me, I would never be able to tell you where they're from. You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: That's probably a thing if you've been raised with it, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Cool.
1: Well, I also have that um, in the commentary, they were shooting in July or August, and it was so hot. Apparently, it was very hot this day, and they had to keep going back to the van where it was air-conditioned. Because you think about it, and they really are wearing a lot of clothes, Mm -hmm. especially Fred Armisen and the uh, crew from Venezuela. They have a lot of suit jackets on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I have um, Fred Fred Armisen as Raul. I don't feel like we need to go through too much of him, but... Um, yeah. You know, he, from SNL, he ran that show Portlandia. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's a big name. And then we have uh, Carlos Carrasco, who plays Antonio. I didn't find a ton others like for these other guys. I didn't really feel a lot of um, find a lot of other stuff. They did. Um, Federico right. Dorday played Elvis um, and ha- Juan Camilo Gonzalez who played Johnny, the intern. Okay. And none of them are actually Venezuelan. There's one from Colombia, and I don't remember.
1: Federico is Italian. Thank
0: you. Okay. Elvis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um,
1: Yeah, Fred Armisen said he got a lot of his inspiration from his uncle, um, who is Venezuelan, because his mom is Venezuelan. Sweet. Um, But he also said most of this joke of this character uh, was in the uniform, which Mike Schur created a seal for. As we know, Mike Schur loves to create seals. (laughs) He created the Pawnee seal, parodying the Indiana seal. Uh, And it has an image of uh, Hugo Chavez, machine guns, an oil tower, a lion, and a parrot. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we'll post a picture of it. It's really beautiful. Um but yeah so there is a deleted scene I wanted to mention speaking of the uniforms is uh for what each medal stands for uh because it's not you know military these are uniforms for the parks department in Venezuela so uh Fred Armisen's character goes through this whole list of what the medals are for mm. um so there's one that was for opening an aquatic center <laughs> there was one for having a 30,000 seat football uh arena one was for repainting benches one was for doing away with people making speeches in parks. <laughs> One is for organizing garbage, umbrella banishing. There's a ton, but those are just a few. Um, and then he goes on to say that the zoos are exactly like Pawnees. Because you remember that mural where there's like um, an animal in the cage, but then there's also like a Jewish, what looks like a Jewish uh, like priest or rabbi or something in yeah. a cage. And he was like, our zoos are exactly like yours. Wow. <laughs> He oh my thinks that that's a zoo picture.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: Oh, it's so funny.
0: That is so also funny. love that
1: Jerry um, turns on the music. That is really funny in the speaker.
0: Yep, yeah.
1: because he has a little radio.
0: That's great. I love this whole moment where they think that Leslie is offering women to them.
1: Oh my! And gosh, they want yeah.
0: Donna. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love her confidence. Like I am not surprised. Like <laughs> I've been to South America and I did very well there.
1: I know. Oh, my gosh. Donna Tude yes. comes back.
0: Donna Tude.
1: pit beautification. I think that that's really hilarious mm-hmm. because we never really bring that up. Um, that much anyway. Yeah. That that's the actual name of the c- committee that she started to build the pit. Um, and also, uh, I thought was really interesting this detail here that one of those guys, um, is the minister of small fountains, and the other guy is an administrator of hedges. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, so like
0: funny. the tiniest little things. Like somebody actually needs to have for the full job for those.
1: Right. Yeah. It's so wow. hilarious.
0: Wow, I love. <laughs> um what kind of birds do you eat chickens oh us too <laughs> us too
1: <laughs> i love that as well um at 153 by the way there is a janitor in the back of uh leslie poehler, or leslie poehler wow. oh god <laughs> amy poehler's uh, <laughs> and leslie's talking head and she makes a joke in the commentary that fred armison was doing that she's like oh yeah that's that's fred back there right and for a second it caught my eye i was like wait what no it's not and I was really gullible. <laughs> They're very <laughs> jokey in this uh, commentary. I was like having to go between like, oh, this is just their like shorthand with each other. They are very comfortable.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, there was definitely some overlap between Amy and Fred on SNL. He mm-hmm. was there longer than she was because he left, mm-hmm. I think, a season or two before Kristen Wiig. But she mm-hmm. left. She had to have left at least three to five years before he did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that they worked with each other for sure.
0: Yeah. Did you notice at this little conference rally that they're having in the courtyard, they have a Larry Bird cutout?
1: Maddie, that is literally my next fucking <laughs> note. I am so glad you brought this up. <laughs> There's a deleted scene that I'm going to play for you. Yes. About Larry fucking Bird. They, she they're goes so on on.
0: proud of Larry Bird.
1: So proud. So proud. OK, here is this clip. What? Larry Bird. He's the pride of Indiana. Hi, Larry. What do you think of Pawnee?
0: Well, I think Pawnee's as good as French fried potatoes. Oh,
1: you're doing Forrest Gump. Well, I think that it's important to make sure that I'm doing George Bush. I love Pawnee and the man from Venezuela. I'm doing Clinton? I'm Larry Bird.
0: <laughs> Y'all, and I think we should
1: get to Britney Spears. I'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler. Who is that? Well, I think Pawnee's as good as French
0: licked potatoes. There he is.
1: There he is. <laughs> the fruit tray. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's my amazing. God. That was so good. I'm doing Forrest Gump. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Uh, so the reason that deleted scene came up is because Donna was like, why do we have a cutout of Larry Bird? Why is this here? Yeah. And then that's when she goes, <laughs> oh, Lord. That's hilarious. Then we have a Jerry Jab coming up when April tells Jerry to go away, since April is saying she is feared by many.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jab. Oh, yeah, God. I mean it's it is interesting because she does. I feel like for an intern, she holds a lot of flack in that office.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she just doesn't give a shit, though. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's also her personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we have all these presents that are being provided here. Um we are learning about sweetums for the first time, right? Yes.
1: This, this is, is the, the first, first time. mention
0: Yeah, if you can't beat them, sweetems.
1: hmm Can't beat them, sweetums Sweetums. <laughs> 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 and Kernstons.
0: And Kernston's rubble nipples nipples. Uh, tastes
1: like the tastes real like thing. Tastes like the real
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed a lot of that line. <laughs> yes, yeah, so good oh man
1: i love that though where i was like what are they gonna do with these things what would they possibly know. do with them
0: <laughs> yeah i mean candy i can understand what did she give from sweetums why am i blanking on this
1: uh she gave him high fr- uh, blah, blah, high fructose, fructose corn cr- syrup
0: why why would you not give candy
1: yeah oh, like yeah, some yeah
0: you're right these are things they legitimately cannot use
1: Right. She, I think that she's just trying to say what the pride of Pawnee is and like yeah. it's almost more of a memento, which is like, sure, um, I guess that's what it is. Because technically they wouldn't really be using the gold gun that they're given either. Um true. But still, it's like you can't display, uh, you know, the nipples and the uh, corn syrup the same as you can with a gold gun.
0: <laughs> no, the gold gun is much more displayable. That's very it's it's very interesting to me that they're handing them mm-hmm. these things. But yeah, I do like that. We're we're getting to see that they had this idea for Sweetums and Kernstons, like this early before they're really establishing that mm-hmm. like we we're going to be meeting characters that are linked to these companies and whatnot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also love that this gold gun is in the intro. Did you clock? Yes, that?
0: I was going to say that here is Ron's here's Ron's moment too yeah. when he does. Yeah, where he does is like, yeah, it's great
1: little pointy thing mm-hmm. there is a deleted scene also where instead of the party um like in instead of handing the golden gun to leslie during that little party speech thing um they hand it to ron directly because he's the head boss right and ron says thank you felice navidad <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so hilarious wow and then there's a talking head where fred Armisen or raul is saying you know uh he is the highest. Ron is the head boss, so and he also has a mustache, and he must be feared by everyone because there is this guy in Venezuela who has the same kind of mustache, and he's like the most powerful man to be feared, and uh, it's it's really funny. He just keeps saying the word mustache, and uh, oh my gosh, you guys, you got to get the deleted scenes; it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I am gonna have to watch that, uh,
1: but uh, yeah. So Raúl then becomes quite rude, where he says, "You know, thank you for the sap and the bag of garbage." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, (laughs) and then we learn that they're also city city sister cities with Korea or something. Somewhere in Korea, yeah.
0: Which um, I love the way he says garbage. Like his cadence is so well done. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think he just he does such a great job of delivering these lines. Um, Yeah. So yeah, and I this moment when when they're meeting Mark, right, and they're like the city was planned. I think that might be my favorite line.
1: I was thinking that ah oh, god that's that's a great line, it's so it sad. makes it
0: makes <laughs> you so sad, but like especially when like the first time I saw it when you're not expecting that, you're like, Oh crap,
1: yeah, yeah, totally, and evidently a lot of these lines that Fred Armisen had you know kind of not bashing, but, you know, talking about uh, Pawnee were uh, improvised. Mm-hmm. Like, the first two lines were scripted, but the rest was improvised. And then he did a lot of, like, he just straight up started doing stand-up, which was really funny, is what they said in the commentary. And Mike Schur said that this episode, I'll talk about it, uh, I'll sprinkle it in, but Mike Sure said that this episode was so hard to edit because they had so many improvisations, not only from Amy Poehler and the rest of the crew, but Fred Armisen yeah. just, like, kept coming up with stuff. And he is just a genius when it comes to you know off the cuff comments in character like so grounded um but so funny so uh yeah hilarious side note alan yang i forgot to mention this alan yang who wrote this one is the sweetums guy like he wrote that line about sweetums and then he also wrote the sweetums episode too so he's just the sweetums guy okay cool that's his new name yes
0: (laughs) it's good to know where that where that came from like that that's his Mm -hmm. deal the next thing i have is um the the fat kids we would like to see where you where you make the fat kids oh. and pump them full of sugar and fat oh no <sighs> so sad it's sad but it's also like true because i feel like in the last <sighs> 20 years it's not like because they're like you and i feel like we've talked about this before there's a difference between being like big boned or you know but like mm-hmm. There are kids out there that literally like it looks like they, you know, they eat really poorly and they don't exercise mm-hmm. and they don't, you know, so like, you mm-hmm. know, so it is like I think it got bad like within the last 20 years. So the fact that they bring it up, mm-hmm. I think it was really prominent at that time because I think that's when Michelle Obama was kind of stepping into that. Um, mm-hmm. Did she create the 60 minutes thing for the kids like get out of uh, that? I think get so. out, You know, yeah. get moving yeah, or for an hour a day like or whatever. Just get outside and. Because, I mean, and mm-hmm. it's not only, like, all the processed foods that we now have in this country, but also, like, all the mm-hmm. video games and TV, has, they've been com- become so prominent. Whereas, like, I feel like when you and I were growing up, it was like, you're going to be outside playing.
1: Right. Well, yeah, and it also, I mean, this is a whole layered thing, too, where, you know, Pawnee is a small mm-hmm. town with not much access to, you know, quality uh, education on, you know, health mm-hmm. and uh and and it's cheaper, frankly, to, uh, eat, uh, poorly. So there are, in a lot of cities where people are overweight, they are fine, you know, it's because that's what they can afford. Mm. Uh, and you know, that's kind of shedding some light also, um, because especially for like, um, uh, Oh God, what's it called? You have food stamps, especially for food stamps, you know, that stuff really only covers the right. shitty process stuff. So that's kind of, I think, what also this is shedding light on as well. I mean, in a very layered way, of course. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. So, and that's also what Pawnee has been saying a lot. And we'll, you know, as we learn in the series as we go on, it definitely mentions that a little bit more of, like, not only the kids but the people um, do not have access to good uh, nutrition. And that's something that Leslie really works hard for as she gets, you know, up the up the ranks. But, yeah, yeah it's it's. Nuts. And I, I
0: agree with you. I think its it is – it's a good thing to bring up because that's also true like you know if I'm like well mm-hmm. I only have 15 more dollars until my next paycheck the cheapest thing to do a lot of the time is eat out rather than you know go gr- I mean mm-hmm. and it's, it's time too right because yeah we're a very work centered country I feel like now um, you know we have so many right. jobs in this country that I feel like work over 40 hours. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't prioritize vacations in this country Mm -hmm. like the amount of vacation time i've heard that other countries like sweden and france and england get it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. that we only get like two weeks or whatever yeah um so i mean that too you don't you don't have time to cook the right meals you don't have time to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. you know if you have kids like and both parents work full time like good luck trying to you know it's it's difficult stuff so I'm, i'm not like I definitely am not trying to put blame on anybody. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying I think I think they do a good job of highlighting the issue. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's also coming out as like a judgy thing because it's coming from sure. Raul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, when you have the option, now it's nice to have that they have like the HelloFresh and all that mess too, even though that's kind yeah. of expensive as well. But like, it's nice when, that that's an option. But you know, if you have the option of doing that or getting like a $2 cheeseburger at um, whatever <laughs> place you have in your neighborhood, then like sometimes that might be the option for you. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to mention there is a bit called Banana Man that they called it, um, where you know how Raul keeps asking Tom to do all this shit and he's like, no, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do it. But then he gets money and he's like, okay, cool uh i'll do that that's fine um first of all i was like yeah you know i might stoop to that level i can't say that i wouldn't be tempted to (laughs) take that money Uh, yeah
0: i'm gonna be honest i would do it yeah if i was getting 20 bucks for peeling somebody's banana (laughs) right not a sexual (laughs) innuendo Just peeling an actual banana.
1: (laughs) That's what she said. No, totally. Um, So this part called Banana Man is where there was this whole runner throughout the entire show that they did cut quite a bit of where Raul keeps calling on Tom to do random things for him. Open a door. uh, And then like Raul stands there because Tom won't do it. And he's just like, I I forgot how to open a door because everyone, you know, he's just used to people opening the door for him. And he's like, Banana Man, Banana Man. And he just, like, keeps calling him that, like, telling him what to do. So that was really hilarious. Um, that's funny. And then we're here now talking about how they've never had, they never had a budget shortage because they have right. oil reserves. So they don't really know what that's like. I love that the guy in the back keeps a straight face. That is hilarious. <laughs> Throughout the whole show. He does show, a pretty good
0: job. Yeah, the whole episode, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really well done. Um, yeah. I, I get so... Frustrated, And I don't know if this is a personal issue for me. <laughs> like, yeah. When people talk to me like this, I get really like defensive and pissed off when they like that condescending tone that he uses with Leslie. Mm. Right. When he's like gas, it's food for cars. Oh my God. So cars can go. Yeah, and I'm. I was like, if anybody talked to me like that, I would slap them across <sighs> the face. Yeah, like that is it's so disrespectful. And I mean, you also have to come from the fact like, was that maybe not disrespectful coming from his culture? Mm-hmm. But like, I would feel so offended.
1: Well, he's taking everything very literally now because he's right, right. saying, uh, you know, she's like, now I do not understand, like joking around yeah. <laughs> about like I don't know what a budget shortage is or whatever or budget right. like overridge is and mm-hmm. uh and so he's like well wait okay let me understand or let me help you understand yeah. you know yeah. so uh yeah that's the joke too which is side note um so this next this brings me to my next thing where she says she's calling an audible I was very confused because I didn't know what that meant and I'm sure that you oh, do yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's a sport yeah. term <laughs> yeah football right exactly this is at minute 833 I did times damn it stamp it and uh, yeah okay so I took a, a little page and it says um, from the internet and it says it's a term from American football that refers to the quarterback changing the play at the last minute based on how he sees the defense lining up so he'll call out the play to ch- or she will call out the play to change vocally to his teammates what they had already planned before so that's very intriguing and I'm glad that I learned that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it happens quite a bit yeah. that's a really good explanation of it Like, yeah, because they're often watching how the defense sets up. And if they're like the play that we had originally called was there, we're not going to be able to get through that defense. Mm -hmm. Then they they'll change it.
1: Right. Right.
0: So it's cool. Yeah. That's another reason quarterbacks get paid so much.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Because they make the decisions.
0: They make big. Yeah. Like and a lot of times those plays are called by the offensive coordinator. But, you know, like they sometimes make those big choices to like change the play or. You know, mm-hmm. so.
1: Mm-hmm. Good to know. Thank you for, um, you know, expanding. Because that's really fascinating. I had no idea what she meant by that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'm at where they're all cramped in the back of the car, if you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love this plan that Les is like, I'm going to take you to our park. Right. And it's mm-hmm. funny. They're all stuck in the back there. The thing that gets me is he's like, you are so right to want to turn this in, this pit into a park. <laughs> I feel so bad for her because, like, it honestly, like, I mean, some of the grass is brown and, you know, it's not the prettiest park ever, but it's it's nice. I would go for walks there and stuff. So <laughs> I just felt so bad for her because she's like, this is what we're aspiring our new park to be like is like this one. This is our best park. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh. and he's like, this is the pit you were talking about.
1: Oh, it's so sad. I do have, I looked up online what Harvey James Park, like if that was a real place, and it's not. uh, But on Parks and Rec Wiki stats, it does say that Harvey James Park uh, in the show Parks and Recreation is Pawnee's second nicest park and number two most beautiful place, quote, uh, according to a 2010 survey of local residents. The main feature is the massive great lawn modeled on Frederick Law Olmsted's famous Sheep Meadow in Central Park. Oh. Which is interesting.
0: Interesting. Is Ramsett Park the best park?
1: Oh, maybe. I. Yeah, I tried to look up what the first one was and it, I didn't see. So, if that, we'll have to I maybe mean, do some more research or. It could whatever. be Ramsett
0: Park, but my other thought is was the survey done after the pit was turned into a park and maybe that's the number Ooh. one?
1: When did you well, say the census happened? Let's see, according to 2010. So, no, no, it wasn't made by then. Yeah.
0: So, maybe it is yeah. Rams at Park because they talk about Rams at Park a lot.
1: Yeah, a lot. I also wanted to mention really quickly that um, in the car when they were driving, um, Fred Armisen was like, in the commentary anyway, Fred Armisen was like fucking with Amy Poehler in the commentary <laughs> saying, like, oh, I didn't know you knew how to drive. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was, like, riffing on all the channels that they have because they were talking about the different channels and cable channels and things that they have in yes, Venezuela. TBS. And he was, like, right. He was creating all these ones, like, TBS1, TBS2, and there was, like, over 500 channels that he was just coming up with the names of. Oh, my gosh. That's So great. crazy.
0: That's good. Um, That's good improv.
1: Yeah. It's insane. I just don't understand how his brain comes up with all that.
0: Yeah. Some people's brains are just weird, like, really high Powered.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, but there's a there's basically a whole um, scene where uh, Fred Armisen is improvising that there are whole cities in their park or like inside their trees. In their parks, like right. there are schools in the trees, like people can drive through the trees, the leaves are blankets and they can like sleep on the branches of the trees, like oh saying, and that was all improv'd by Fred Armisen when she talks about how their trees are so small. Cause that one guy is like, why are the trees so small? <laughs> She's like, they're not that small. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. and some
0: of them look like recently planted. So that's not like a tree being small. That's like a tree growing, which right, is different. Right, right, right. I love how Tom is holding an umbrella for them we've stooped to that level now
1: yep probably being paid for that
0: yep oh yeah definitely better be more than 20 bucks though if you're getting paid 20 bucks to peel a banana you better be getting more for holding an umbrella
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole time yeah mm-hmm. that would make yeah. your arm sore
0: oh yeah
1: um, this Venezuelan intern wants to date April I thought that was really interesting uh, of a through line throughout the show and she's like no i good
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that um, that line uh, tengo un novio Masamanas. <laughs> like I kind of have a boyfriend. <laughs> I kind of do.
1: <laughs> so now I'm at the town hall if you are.
0: Yeah, I why? Leslie. Why are they Leslie. having one? But like why? You know how these forums go. I don't know. You know, she, like I don't know if we've seen a forum yet where she's not yelled at. But
1: that's democracy. I know. Maddie. That's democracy, and she's so like she doesn't care. She'd rather have them yell at her than be not I in have, a democracy. And I have <laughs> so
0: much respect for her. But like, I also am like, how did you not foresee them not seeing the benefit of democracy when people are yelling at you? You know.
1: Yeah. Like, I feel like there was another
0: solution to showing democracy without Leslie getting yelled at. And then I feel like they lose respect for her more after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She probably didn't see that coming either, though, too, because these people were fucking forceful. And I don't know that she might like foresaw that they were going to be that mean. Right. Um. So, But we do see our character Mel um, come in for our first time, which, by the way, he is um, called Red-Faced Man on IMDb, which is really interesting because they clearly call him Mel in this first one and in multiple episodes that he's in after that. So, um, But he is a UCB actor, of course. He's been in a bunch of shows, um, and we have a little surprise moment coming for you later. We might get to chat with him, so we will keep you posted on that. But we love him. Uh, My favorite line of his, though, Though, is um later on in the series when he's like, "No, I'm not always up in arms about something." something? <laughs> so funny. That's so
0: good. Very gr- good delivery. We also have Lawrence in this town hall meeting too, right?
1: Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Another appearance. Snack, snack, uh, or the sack, but the, the snacks. snacks yep.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Thank which you. is really unfortunate. To... <laughs> Thank you for that feedback. <laughs> Basically. Um, And then we've got a second lady talking about how her dog ate another dog's poop. Gross. Mm -hmm. She is called the Weird Woman. (laughs) That's her character's name on IMDb. Karen Taliha is her name. Um, And then Loudon Wainwright comes back, who was in the pilot. Uh, He was at the middle school thing, Mm -hmm. um, the middle school public forum. And he, just a friendly reminder that he is a folk songwriter. So definitely look him up. Um, But they they cut his scene, I think. Um, I don't think that's actually in... The Peacock episode that I saw. I think that was in my deleted scenes. Okay. So, um, and he talks about Laura Linney again. This guy's super hung up on Laura Linney for some reason. (laughs) And then there's another lady in red on IMDb, if you uh, have looked on IMDb, who was also cut out. Um, But it's really bad. Like, she says that she wants to put Leslie's head in a desk drawer and slam it shut. And she says all of this with a smile. It's the most, like, psychotic serial killer thing ever. Well, I'm glad we took that out. Woof. Woof woof woof. So that's another reason also why I wanted to mention this because this is another reason why um I wanted you know, you see why the uh Venezuelan council is like, what the fuck? Like this is so disrespectful right. that your citizens are treating you this way. It's not just um Mel and Lawrence, it's like everybody mm-hmm. is like being so mean right. to you. So
0: Well, and I love I love this follow up we have of this talking head with Raul. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I wonder how much of this is improv Maybe you know the answer know to that. I know the
1: answer. Do you want me to tell you?
0: Okay. Yes, please.
1: Every word was improvised. No. Of that runner. Was he given
0: any any no. direction? Well,
1: I mean, his direction was like, say something about. Um, this is what they said in the commentary. His direction was like, say something about comparing like Venezuela's town halls to yours or to these to Pawnees. And so he was right. like, "That's what he came up with." Can you believe that? I love that.
0: Straight to jail. Straight
1: to jail. Straight to jail. Special <laughs> jail for journalists. Uh, you, you're yep. charging too much for uh, a sweater.
0: <laughs> Undercooked chicken, straight to jail. Overcooked, overcooked chicken, straight to jail. Undercooked, overcooked. Yes. Yeah, so, so good.
1: I can't get over every single line that was all him. Not written.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I always loved him, but like this is giving me new, newfound
1: Respect and adoration. Yeah. yeah.
0: Admiration. Yeah. Ugh, for sure. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Undercooked so fish, good. overcooked chicken, undercooked oil. <laughs> So <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah. And then he calls everybody, um, he calls the citizens fat faces. <laughs> uh, but I do like her burn about the moon. Like, you know, we've been to the moon and you haven't. Yeah. Oh, wait, you haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not personal. It's just you're weak and your city is disgusting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> feels pretty personal
1: oh god it is super sad about the hillary and bill clinton line best punching bag like hillary clinton is the best punching bag Ugh, mm. yikes um yeah but let's see what do you have next
0: i the next note i have i have nothing other than stupid chat chavez <laughs>
1: This is stupid. When she says that, it's so funny. Um, I have they come back and Tom isn't getting Leslie anything, like he's getting all of the other yeah. everyone else. Um and apparently Greg Daniels says he really likes the line of like, No, I don't no, I don't, Raul line. Like after she says, uh, yes you do about loving Hugo Chavez or whatever. No, I don't, mm-hmm. Raoul. Greg Daniels for some reason was like really into that. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> maybe her delivery. Yeah, of, maybe of that's Raul- what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's great because she's not like res- he's not responding to anything. She's like, "Yeah, I'll take some tea. Yeah, I'll take some," and he's like, "No, no, nope. um, Pay I, me. <laughs> this also this obsession with pens that they have.
1: I know. Right? They t- right? tried to
0: take pens at the forum, and then now when they when they leave this meeting, they try to take pens again. I know. Um, but th- this meeting, um. I think it's important to mention, especially if people haven't seen the episode recently, is mm-hmm. is where Raoul's kind of they're kind of apologizing. They're like, mm-hmm. "We're so, we didn't mean to offend you, but I'm sorry we did." Here's a check. It's thirty five thousand, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So exactly. you can
0: make your park, and uh, you know we're just gonna hold a hold a press conference. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like. It makes you so excited for her because you're like, oh my gosh, we can do this. But Mm -hmm. Leslie's going through a hard time of making the decision of taking it or not um, with Ron.
1: I know. I I was at first. I was like, why can't they just take it? Just take it. But I understand controversy of like, you know, where did the money come from, and Mm -hmm. just all this stuff. Um, So I get it. But uh, and then my next note was that they had um, Jerry. (laughs) Leslie's like meeting adjourned, Jerry. But it's not as sad this time, obviously, because again, there's just no stakes, right? Um, but yeah, that press conference was a, yeah, she doesn't want to say Viva Chavez, and so she's mm-hmm. like Viva Chavez, um, yeah. And then we learn of what it actually is. It's a committee to humiliate and shame America. Yikes! That's um,
0: where I get, I get meh. Yeah, I'm like, dude, no.
1: Yeah, and there is. I mean, I won't get into it because I don't feel like I'm as educated about it. But when I was reading it, um, there there is a lot of history between Chavez and America, obviously. So, um, definitely look into that because that sheds a lot of light on what they were getting at in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a tumultuous. I believe it was uh, Chavez called. Was it Bush or it was some, one of our presidents? Um, you know, he just called him like a. Oh, shit. It was some slur that he called him. And so it was a very tumultuous relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean, sucks. It does.
0: <laughs> Can't get along with everybody, though, unfortunately.
1: But um, my next note is Tom. We see a cute Tom moment.
0: I don't know why I'm blanking on what Tom does.
1: So Tom gives all the money um, that he made yeah. from the Venezuelans. He gives all the money back to the park anonymously, I think. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. see that he was writing or uh, writing a note that it was him or anything like that. But um, yeah. so sweet. Um, and can I also just say, I know we've been saying a lot of like sleazy Tom things, but a season. Sorry, I am like really uh, like, you know, yeah. um, I like him. Ha 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 I sent you a clip and I'll have to find a way to post it because I don't know how to I can't post a video or like a link to a video in the Instagram but I'll figure out a way um, to share it because I I did a bit of a deep dive on Human Giant which was this sketch TV show that he was in um, with uh, Rob Hubel and Paul Shear a- on MTV and there are so many cool guest stars and I swear to you 95% of the guest stars they had in that uh, show they're all on Parks mm-hmm. and Rec or The Office or something um, so so they're all in that little comedy universe uh but yeah I was like oh little Tom so I don't we don't think Aziz is sleazy we think Tom is sleazy <laughs>
0: right yeah no I love Aziz as well yeah and it's just yeah his character has his moments I totally remember what you're talking about I, I, my brain was still in the conference room which oh, is sorry. why no you're. I was like what did he do in there but yeah um yeah just because I think like you know Leslie has this moment of like understanding what Raoul's doing Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ron, I love she looks to Ron and he gives her the nod and she's like, Viva America.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know. Which
0: I which I love. And like she's repeat because I know how hard that's got to be. Right. You have you have all the money you need at the tip of your hands to to make this park happen that you've been working on. And, you know, she's like, no, I'm not going to take it if this is how it's going to happen. So I have a lot of respect for her because, you know, we know a lot of politicians do take that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. To get the things done, they need to get done, and so I just have a. I think it's our first glimpse of how Leslie will be as a politician.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I like that too. Yeah. Um, and then my next note is on the tag. Yeah. Same. So April goes to Venezuela, and she's chilling. <laughs> she's at the pool. She pans over to Donna. Is there with her?
0: <laughs> Which not the combo you would necessarily think are hanging out, I but know. I love that. You know. Yeah,
1: and but it totally makes sense at the same time because Donna's probably like, duh, I've done very well there. So I'll go back, yeah, especially go if back. they're probably paying for it. So hello. Right. <laughs> also, how is
0: is this the first time the office is finding out that they're gone? Because did they just leave without putting in notice that they <laughs> were going to be at work?
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds okay. like she's just like, hey, we're gone. So tell Leslie I won't be back. Bye. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Donna's also <laughs> here. So see you when I see you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which I love there are like bodyguards behind them, right, with with like AK-47s or whatever those guns are.
1: Yes, I wrote that too, that there are like guards with guns just, yeah, just roaming around or standing there rather with, you know, they're not even doing anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear anything about where they filmed that? I'm assuming they just used somebody's backyard with a pool that had a pool in it.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Um, it didn't say in the commentary, nor did it say in any of my research. But it, you know what? It looks very similar to, and I wonder if this is an LA uh, like production thing. It looks very similar to the big mansion that they use for Marissa's house in the OC. Uh, so mm, I don't know if it's the same. Probably not, but you know, it looks very similar because you know in California they so it's so inspired by Hispanic architecture. That's true. So yeah. there's plenty of places that they could have gone in LA to get that same look uh and so I'm not really sure but if anyone does know I'd love to find out yeah just know people
0: I don't think they actually went to Venezuela for that
1: (laughs) right exactly I agree (laughs) they were done on the street they don't have the budget yet (laughs) no no (laughs) oh so that's all I have same here well we did great on that one that was
0: efficient
1: awesome. Well, so you guys, um just a bit of a housekeeping note. Um if you are listening to this and you're still listening, first of all, we thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And number 2, um if you have not rated or reviewed the pod, um I am asking you to do that for me, please. It is a humble humble ask request because um and I said humble ask with a k that sounded in my head like I said humble ass request. <laughs> <laughs> But that's how we get um, more prominence and how, and by prominence, I just mean like that's how we get more featured and then that way we can get you more guests and get like cooler things for you. Um, We have some really exciting things coming up. So I'm so excited for you guys to stick around, but I want other people to be in on this with us as well that love Parks and Rec or maybe just love behind the scenes stuff. So all you have to do, I posted it on our page, um, but all you have to do is when you're listening to this podcast, all you have to do is scroll down to the bottom of our page and there's five stars, or you can give us four if you need to, or if you're really not <laughs> feeling it, I won't be mad at you if you give us three. Um, but I think that it should be three or above because <laughs> yeah. we're working really hard. Um, and then if you feel so inclined, please um, review it as well. Write a little review. It can be really short and sweet, but that's how we're gonna get um, some some recognition, and then we'll get guests and cool people on the show for you. This is all giving back to you guys. So, um, so thank you so much if you have stuck around this far. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We really do. So um, if you want to stick around for therapy, we'll be here. But if not, we will see you next week for Kaboom! Kaboom! Kaboom it! And we're going to have a special (laughs) guest next week, right? Yes! We're having a special guest. I'm not going to tell you who because it's going to be great. Yes.
0: (laughs) We're looking forward to it.
1: Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. There's a some Pals and there's also therapy too. Okay. Therapy. Therapy. Um. All right. So, welcome to therapy session. Hello, everyone. Um. Uh, well, Maddie, do you have anything that you would like to talk about for our therapy moment?
0: Um. Yes. We talked briefly about this a little bit, but the um. Mm-hmm. My whole issue with not being able to sleep mm-hmm. was still pretty prominent until i think two nights ago i got 6 full hours of sleep
1: <laughs> oh my god i'm so yes. excited for you honestly i'm so happy for you
0: i know i like i'm like and 6 hours isn't even that much but it's like it's more than the 2 i was getting so i'm i'm pretty mm-hmm. happy about it um but just a little psa out there i got we got a new mattress um we've had mm-hmm. this same one for a long time and i think it was used before then by family so, mm. it's just, it's not, it wasn't new. And so, we went and we actually, like, this is the first time, like, a very adult went and actually chose a mattress, tried mattresses out. And we ended mm-hmm. up getting a purple. And it sounds really fancy, but it's actually not that expensive. Like, the Tempur-Pedics, I think, are almost two times as much as the purple mattresses. Mm. So, um, but, yeah, if you guys haven't heard of the purple mattress, um, it's, I would look it up. It's hard to explain over podcast. Um, it's kind of like a grid inside it's like rubber ish and it's Mm -hmm. like makes a grid Um, which Mm -hmm. they said was really good for allergies because then like if dust and stuff is getting in the mattress it's actually just going through the grids and not sticking in the mattress Um, so which is is cool Um, but it's also been really good for my arm not falling asleep Mm -hmm. and it's been really comfortable so I'm I've been very happy with it. It's only been like three nights, but I've been very happy with it so far.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad, honestly. No, and that's the thing about mattresses. It's like you spend half of your life on it. You don't yeah. think about it that way. But when you put it in perspective, you're spending a lot of time on that thing. Oh, yeah. And so if it's not comfortable, then like, you know, it sleep just impacts everything. It impacts every single thing. So, I mean, in a lot of times in a negative way if you don't get it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure yeah so it's been nice to catch up on all that and and whatnot i'm just having a hard time with uh i think on top of that just like time management with everything yeah that i've got going on um yeah and currently something like i'm in school and then um which will be over soon ish mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um the football team takes up quite a bit of time too um right so but the football team honestly like if 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 I was going to get rid of something, I'd get rid of school before mm. before I but got I rid of that. But I don't want you to. No, and I'm not, go- I'm not going to. I'm just, like, I'm trying to put in perspective, like, what it means to me, yeah. the football mm-hmm. team. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But it, it does take quite a bit of time um, going to the games. And then, you know, I take the footage for the games. And then it takes probably three to four hours to sit through and watch all of it and catalog yeah. it. Um Right. Because what I'll do, I'll, like, I watch the f- the film back and, like, I don't wa- record the entire game in one shot. Mm. I do mm. shots throughout the game. Um, but I have to go through and I watch and then I I comment everything that's in the video that could be used in hype videos or in highlight reels and stuff like that. So it yeah. it does take quite a bit of time. And then making the hype videos can take me anywhere between two to, like, ten hours to make. So, yeah.
1: So it's I mean, some editing time. video is insane because you've got to worry about, like, the audio that connects with it and the video itself and, like, how they all connect together and making sure they're cohesive. So yeah. it's a lot. It Very is. Very time-consuming. Yeah,
0: it is. I, I really like it, though, and I've told Ivan and I've, you know, I've thought about it myself. Like, if I could get a job doing this kind of stuff for an NFL team or even, like, NHL or something, I would do that. I would, I would get up and yeah. move tomorrow because <laughs> it's not – it's not, like – I think we talked about that I really like my new job but it, it it does hold a lot of emotional stress and you know it takes Absolutely. a lot of mental emotional physical um toll and mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. sports have been my my life for so like I love sports and I love the adrenaline of being down on the field and everything and so like I think right. I would be really fulfilled doing that kind of stuff so we'll see what life throws my way but I, yeah. I'm really enjoying that and like, as stressful as the time is to try to fit everything in, it's worth it, so.
1: Yeah, because they, do they play all the time in Phoenix, or is it in so Prescott? So, we
0: go back and forth, so every other week. So, we were in Phoenix yesterday morning, okay. and so okay. next weekend we're in Prescott. So. Okay, gotcha.
1: Yeah, because that's time consuming as well if it was right next to your house all the time then like maybe it'd be a little right. bit different it'd still be consuming of course but like to get to phoenix and then you know that's a whole day right there or or, or weekend yeah. you know yep
0: that's i mean and we did that um on friday night we went down because um mm-hmm. the game was at 10 in the morning and we needed to be there by like eight thirty-nine. and it was like we're not waking up at you know six and yeah. so we went down the night before so it does it does it yeah. does take quite a bit of time but
1: well, I'm glad it brings you joy. That is something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say, if it wasn't bringing me joy, I would have dropped it.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> because right.
0: Everything else is just a lot, and I'm not dropping our podcast <laughs> at all. Like, so it's like, yeah, yeah. I understand. But, yeah. Okay. So cool. that's what's been going on with me. If anybody's interested, you can check out the Granite Mountain Silverbacks. Yeah, it's you should.
1: Granite Mountain Silverbacks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You could post that on the um, our stories if you wanted to, to like get exposure. I could. You totally... Or that. you can send me something and I'll post it. Easy peasy. Lemon okay. sneezy. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I'll send you the video I just... That I just posted on Friday.
1: Okay. For it. Yeah. I'm sure people would love to see that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Miss Holly? What's going on?
1: Um. Well, nothing like... Really has changed, I feel. Um, I do have to say, I just feel like if it wasn't for therapy, I'd really feel like I would not be as even keeled as I am. Mm. (laughs) Um, Because there are a lot of things that it's just so nice to have a third party who doesn't know me or any of the people I'm talking about or any of like the situations like from the beginning or not the situations, but like they don't know anything from Adam, you know what I mean? Like they don't know, right. uh, they don't have any bias, and so it's really fascinating for me to hear some stuff about myself that I like didn't really, I guess. Take to heart because like um, I'm learning that I'm more of a Leslie Nope than I really realized that I was um, in the sense of like sometimes I bulldoze over things or I just get really frustrated when things don't go like according to the plan and the schedule that I have because I'm very type A and I'm very like, well, we're going to do this and then we're going to do the schedule and then we're going to get it done in a timely fashion. And then that's that the end. Um, and. My, I guess, zealousness, my zeal uh, has been I've been thinking of it kind of as like it is a superpower to some extent, because I think that, you know, what I've been learning is that like no one's going to be as passionate about something as you are. That's just Mm -hmm. like the end of it. People can support you and they can be with you on the ride, but like no one can know what you're capable of except for you. And, uh, and if you don't have that like zeal for your own work or for your own capabilities, then like, you know, there's no other person that can give that to you except for you. So something that I've been learning is like to be a little bit more flexible with myself and other people. And I always like to consider myself a flexible person. So to hear like my sister and my, both my sister and my therapist were kind of saying like, well, you know it sounds like you can kind of have a tendency to be inflexible or like passive aggressive about certain things. And I'm like, I thought I was working really hard on not being those things, but Mm. you know, obviously I am who I am. So that's going to come out every now and again. And I am a passionate person, so I want it to happen the way that I want it to happen. So I feel like I've just been trying to be good about, um, opening myself up to discussion and also just being patient. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like my story is different than everyone else's story and their story is different than, you know, who they're dealing with, you know, and just like it's a circle and it's a cycle and we all just need to help each other out a little bit more. And I, I really, I was, so one of the things I was telling you about that I think everyone should try is, well, not only therapy, but I made a list for myself the other day and I was getting kind of overwhelmed because it was getting really long. And, um, then I made a list that said must do today. And I by must do today, I literally mean like, you know, I'm going to die or something really awful is going to happen if I don't get this done. Like pay my rent. Like if I miss my rent, I can't live in a home anymore. You know, that kind of like dramatic <laughs> stakes. And right. um, do you know that not one of those things on my list that I was getting a little bit stressed about needed to be done that day? And so... I was like, oh, that's a really good reminder. So I highly recommend Mm. doing that if you're feeling overwhelmed Um, and like obviously scheduling. um, So that kind of thing. And then I also really like um, looking at my vision board and really reminding myself of like what I've done so far and like manifesting and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of something that I've been thinking about. And I do hope that just like you were saying with the silverbacks, like I would love to be paid for what I love to do. Yeah. I, I have been being doing what I love to do for free for so long. And um so that kind of weighs on me every now and again um because my full-time 40 hour a week job is not something I love um but you know it's it's something that's good and that I mm-hmm. really am so grateful for but it doesn't give me like it doesn't fulfill my life. Um so that's something that I have to keep reminding myself like eventually that will not be the case but uh I do love the things that I'm doing right now. So that's all I can really hope for. And um I've got to, I'm in a good place, you know. Um but it's that thing where I get impatient. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think is a normal human reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I and I'm also just really grateful for my support system. That is also another thing that I just cannot get through it without my sister and you and my mom and you know people here so it's nice to like be reminded yeah. of that as well but um yeah just to like being open-minded that's all it is it's like open minded to some I don't want to call them flaws but like open-minded to things that you can work on and always have uh improvement or room to grow you know
0: yeah always there's always room for improvement
1: yeah so, and it's not a bad thing. That's another thing too. Mm-mm. It's like, you know, don't look at it as a negative, just look at it as something that is. Right. You know? Yeah. But that's lifelong, dude. Oh, that's yeah. not something that happens overnight. No. No. <laughs> so,
0: there's always going to be something to like work on. I mean, I feel like even if as long as we feel like we're we're growing and moving forward, that's what matters. But there's always going to be something we want to work on.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So, um But yeah, so if, yeah, I would also really love to hear, I mean, maybe I'm asking for too much, but I feel like it'd be interesting to hear for, um, from other people. So if anyone's listening to this and can resonate, you let me know. (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. let us know rather send in
0: voice memos so, yeah. we can play them during therapy and whatnot
1: yeah that's so true um friendly reminder it's park pals podcast at gmail.com and i also created a little like website as part of my website because i was gonna do our own little website but it costed money and i was like not, We're not today so, <laughs> not today so it's just hollyconstant.com slash park pals podcast <laughs> <laughs> um uh, th- i think there are, i'm sure there are other like uh website platforms that are free but the one that I really like is Mm -hmm. Squarespace and hopefully eventually they will sponsor us at some point so we can have our own website through them and not feel you know I'd still pay them but they could pay us back a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) discount Right, right 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 so um but yeah um yeah I would love to hear from other people send it in well is there anything else you have that you'd like to say
0: no, I think I'm good to go and I'm ready. I'm ready for Season 2, episode 6 next week.
1: Oh my gosh, we're getting there. We're doing it. We are doing it. Awesome. Well, again, like I said, I hate to harp on it, but I would love for your rates and reviews and then that's the last time I'll talk about it, I promise. Unless you see me on Instagram, then I might be posting about that again. But uh yeah, so we'll definitely read your name out as well. If you leave us a review, I will read it. Don't you worry. Unless it's terrible and, you know, inappropriate, <laughs> then I won't. Maybe I will. Who knows? Whatever. Anyway <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. All right, you guys, well, have a great week wherever you are and be kind to one another, and we'll talk to you soon. See you next week. There's a park and some pals, and there's also therapy, too.